VoiceTube Studio presents a refreshing, fun, and informative podcast. Come with us to learn English and explore culture. Join Steve and Winnie on Ride the Vibes. Hey, everybody! Welcome back to Ride the Vibes. This is your host Steve, and this is your host Winnie. All right, we're coming back at you with a cool episode about traveling—the thing you probably can't really do this year. Uh huh. Well, <laughs> you, you you can't really do any international traveling, but if you're well, lucky for us, we're in Taiwan. We could still do a little bit of traveling. Well, I guess no matter what country. Well, I shouldn't say that. Some countries have very heavy like quarantine restrictions, but.、Mm-hmm. Um, Most countries, you could probably still travel domestically, which、mm-hmm. means inside the country.、Mm-hmm. So there is still travel possibilities, and everyone I know is making your dream itineraries for when the coronavirus passes. Whenever、mm-hmm. that passes, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw this、um, ad from like a building out near our office. Says that stay home for now, plan for your dream trip, and then when everything is over, book your flights. All right, that's the plan. So right now we're going to be talking about traveling. So just to give you guys a basic outline here, we're going to be talking about some of the scientific benefits of traveling, some of our own experiences traveling, and then some of the negative stuff about over tourism and how you how to kind of be a better traveler, a more conscientious traveler, and treat the places you travel with respect and help. Keep the planet green.、Mm-hmm. Those are all very, very important、um, points that we need to pay attention to. Because now with social media, I think more people they just travel to take Instagrammable photos. Right. But let's start with some of the positive stuff first. We're going to get to a little bit of the negative stuff later.、Mm-hmm. But I do genuinely think traveling is really amazing. It's something that everyone should do at least somewhat.、Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about some of the scientific benefits. What does it do for you? What does it do for your mind? What does it do for your body?、Mm-hmm. So did you find anything interesting on this? Well, well, what we got here is that traveling will basically make you feel happier. It's definitely going to make you ha- feel happier because it's sort of. Because when you're traveling, you're having fun, right? And whenever you're having fun, the brain releases chemicals to make you feel happier. Yeah, probably serotonin or something. But、mm-hmm. um, actually, one of the interesting things I found here, it does make you happy, and it can actually just—it can actually make you happier just to plan your trip.、Mm-hmm. Like just planning your you vacation makes you happier.、Mm-hmm. I mean, don't you know that feeling? You plan a trip for like three months. In advance,、mm-hmm. and then for those three months, like you're pretty excited. You're like, "Ooh, I'm going to Japan、mm-hmm. in three months." Or, "Ooh, I'm going to, you know, Italy, whatever country, whatever." I, I've forgotten the name of every country on the whole planet Earth. <laughs> cool. Yeah, country names are hard for me. No, but seriously, whatever country you pick, it's actually beneficial just to plan your trip. And actually, one thing I've heard, I've heard this before. It's actually、uh, more stimulating and healthy for the mind. To travel and have experiences than it is to acquire physical items.、Mm-hmm. That is definitely true because whenever I travel, I can always attain something that I probably couldn't buy with money. I can get happiness, I can learn culture, and I can meet new friends. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think there are some physical items you purchase that will bring you a lot of happiness,、mm-hmm. like things that are extremely useful, like things you need, like your computer if you're working,、mm-hmm. or you know maybe something that contributes to your hobby. Uh-huh. But a lot of us just buy stuff we don't really need, like、mm-hmm. extra clothes, extra technology that stuff, ring. and that stuff makes you feel really good for a short time.、Mm-hmm. But I think traveling brings you experience, and it really gives you something that you can hold on to for the rest of your life. And that、yeah. physical item 
probably won't be there in 50 years. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, memory is something that's in your brain that you can just like take out and review it every single time that you feel like, hey, I want to go back to where where I was. And, you know, when, when you're when you're out there having fun, you can also take pictures. So whenever you feel like you're stuck, you, you, you feel like um, you're being trapped or something, you can take the old photos out and just have a look. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I always find my interactions with the locals to be probably that in nature. Nature and my interaction with the locals is the best part. Mm-hmm. Like interacting with the locals gives you so much information about their countries. Like you know, when, when I went to the Philippines, it was me and a Chinese family. The mm-hmm. Chinese family couldn't really speak English, and at that time, I had no Chinese. Mm-hmm. So it was just me talking to this tour guide the whole day, mm-hmm. and he gave me so much cool information about the Philippines, about the culture there. The government, like literally everything. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of travel that I like to do. For so, for example, I went to Lanyu about two weeks ago. I'm still like sad that I'm back. But when I was there, I um, actually went to check out their underground houses. I went on their traditional boats, and I talked to a lot of the locals that they live in that culture and they live with that custom. So I learned so much more. Those are the things that I used to read in my textbooks when I was in Taiwan, but I never really get to see it. But now that I did, it was so cool. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, maybe number two, going down the list a bit, uh, traveling, this should be no surprise. It can re- it can relieve you of some of your stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. You'll, well, whenever I feel anxious, I would feel like I want to like be running outside or uh, dip myself in the sea. That's what I like to do. Yeah. Well, that's actually one of my favorite things to do, too. I love that as well. Ocean is just a healer. Yeah. But uh, when it comes to traveling, we all get so stuck Well, no, sorry. When it comes to daily life, we Mm -hmm. all get so stuck in our daily grind. You know, you go wake up with your alarm, Mm -hmm. you go to work, you go to school, then you go home and maybe you have some free time to do something, maybe not. Um, Mm -hmm. And then you do this as a cycle and you kind of lose track of all the special things around you, like the culture and Mm -hmm. the food and stuff. Everything starts becoming kind of normal Mm -hmm. or it can for some people. Now, traveling is a good way to get out of this cycle. Mm -hmm. And um, so it can actually return you to meaning. And Mm -hmm. what I mean is that Um, In your daily life, it's easy to lose track of maybe what really makes you feel alive or what really makes you feel like you're living a meaningful life. And -hmm. when you travel, you have so much free time and it sort of reconnects you with people, reconnects you with the world, reconnects you with nature, reconnects you with so much free time that you kind of remember like, oh, this is what I really love to do or this is what I've always wanted to do. Mm -hmm. What you were talking about, like you um, wake up every day and you go to work. There is a word for it. Like I, I call it rut. It's a rut. Right, 就是一个无限轮回，你一直在做的这件事情，让你觉得很疲累。So, um, for me, in order to run away from that rut or get get out from that rut, what I do is I like to travel because, like you said, it kind of reboots the brain. Right, it reboots your brain. It gives you new inspirations, and it helps me to have more motivation when I get back to work. Yeah, totally. And actually, you hit a good point there. So. Just within three days of traveling, uh, you you will actually lose a lot of your stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. And after your vacation, the effects of traveling and kind of the positive benefits for your brain will actually linger for weeks and sometimes even months after your trip ends. Have you ever experienced something like that? Yeah, totally. Uh, when I was well, you know, I ha- I live a very stressful life. 
just a lot of work and a lot of like personal stress that I have to worry about. But when I was in Lanyu, everything was so chill. I was there for four days. And when I, f- when I took my scuba diving class for the first time, I was like so anxious. And I was like, I was so nervous every single time. I was just like, oh my God, oh my God. But this time I went to Lanyu for four days. I chill. Um, I, ha- I had a great time. I relaxed. And then when I took my scuba diving lessons for the second time, I was so calm. I did everything well and I didn't have to worry about, you know, drowning myself underwater. Yeah. And I mean, I noticed it too. Like when I took my big vacation last summer, I went to Romania, Greece, and then back home to the States. I took about five weeks off, which for me is an incredibly long vacation. Like yeah. that doesn't happen very often. Well, it's like, probably not for you, like for modern day people. It's like five weeks well, is very I don't long. know. I feel like I always run into these backpackers abroad that are like, oh, I've been backpacking for the last eight months. And I'm like, how do you afford How do you that? do that? How do you actually live like that? Like that's mm-hmm. a dream. That's a dream life. <laughs> that is a dream life for me. Maybe they do YouTube videos. I know a lot of like YouTube channels, they just travel around the world and they make videos of them eating gourmet food and seafood food and they they make a lot of money out of that yeah yeah for sure so i mean if you're like a freelancer or someone that has a more free schedule you're not Mm -hmm. like stuck somewhere working five days a week or six days a week it's a lot easier Mm -hmm. uh but actually like when i came back to taiwan like um I'm not going to say I was in the best mood because I was very stressed out about trying to find a new job and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, it did linger for a long time after that. Like my trip, I still felt like part of my body and part of my mind was living in that vacation mode. Mm-hmm. And it was just such an, a magical feeling. And the last point I want to get to is you become more open-minded. Is that, mm-hmm. The Chinese is like what? Kaihua? Something like that? Uh, you will be more Kaifang? Is that it? Kaifang, yes. Kaifang. Ah, mm-hmm. Kaihua is like, Kaihua is like flower blooming. blooming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you become more kaifa or mm-hmm. open-minded. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I wanna, what's your experience? Like, I always feel like it's so good for people to travel to at least one other country because you get so used to your own culture, the way things are done, a certain kind of behavior, a certain kind of etiquette, mm-hmm. and just the way society runs. And I feel like as Americans, like it kind of drives me crazy dealing with some Americans when I go back who have mm-hmm. like never left and are just like, blah, 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 these foreigners do it like this, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And they just like don't understand any other culture except for their own. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important that you try to at least understand other cultures. And the easiest way to do that, honestly, is to travel. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, if you if you're looking to travel, uh, don't don't just go to other countries to experience all the luxurious side of it. Make sure you blend in the culture. This is what I like to do. I like to go, uh, you know, go eat the local foods. I like to maybe make friends with locals if I can and listen to um, how they describe their daily lives. I, I like to do that, especially with older people, because they, they lived longer. So they know a lot of history. They know all the customs. That is what I like to do. And about traveling internationally, even let's take Taiwan, for example. Taiwan, we have so many islands here and we have uh, people living on these islands and they actually have different cultures. So, you know, in the past, I I feel like I always just want to go abroad and see the world and stuff. And I realize that I haven't really seen enough of my country. Yeah. So I think domestic travel, I feel the same way about the U.S. Granted, the U.S. is like huge. Mm -hmm. It's huge. So there's so much I haven't seen. But yeah, Taiwan actually has so much. For being such a small country, there's so much awesome nature Mm -hmm. and interesting places to go. Mm -hmm. But one example I want to give here is like my hometown is really small. Mm -hmm. There's 70,000 people. Mm -hmm. It's small. And like I have friends that are always complaining, oh, the traffic's so bad. The traffic's so bad. Mm -hmm. And then I I go to a city like Manila in Mm -hmm. the Philippines and I'm like, oh, my God, this is real traffic. 
Yeah, that's or real traffic. Hanoi in Vietnam. Like, this is real traffic. Mm-hmm. My hometown is like nothing compared nothing. to this. Yeah. So I go back when they complain about traffic. I'm like, really? This is a traffic jam to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think in Asian countries, because there's like more motorcycles and then cars and bicycles just like using the same road. So it's a little bit messy. Yeah, I mean, well, don't get me wrong. Like the U.S., like L.A. has some of the most infamous traffic jams yeah. in the world. Like L.A. is a congested city. Like if you've seen the movie La La Land in the very beginning, the opening, there, there's like people dancing and singing on the highway of like Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I really do think that that's true. Um, Asia is because it's so the population so dense. There's mm-hmm. so many people in kind of small countries. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, with the motorbikes and sometimes there's no subways like Manila has no subway system. Mm-hmm. Or actually, no, sorry, it does have a subway system. But that is so congested that the roads are so congested. It took me like two hours to go like two kilometers. Oh, man. Like, probably it's crazy. If you just walk, it's probably faster. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I did. I just, I guess I didn't feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> Manila didn't really make me feel very safe, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that happens. All right, well, let's go ahead and jump to some of our own experiences, um, some of our own benefits and some of our own maybe some of the things we've learned or felt from traveling. You know, mm-hmm. science can tell us a lot, but um, I do think that we are all people with our own experiences and um, you guys will probably relate to what we say. So Winnie, um, can you give me another country you traveled to or you had a really great experience? Okay, well, um, I actually traveled to many, many countries, but mostly when I was a kid. So my mom used to travel a lot. I went to Thailand, I went to Hong Kong, I went to Japan, I went to so many places, but I don't remember anything because I was a kid, right? Uh, but when I when I got older, especially last year, I went to many, many countries. I guess the country that I had the best experience, let's put Canada aside, was Singapore. Singapore, interesting. I've never been to Singapore, but what mm-hmm. what, what was so amazing about it? Singapore is such a, um, I, I would say it's a melting pot, right? We got some people from, I, I don't is it called Indian? Indians, right? They're they're Indians, right? And then we got some Malaysians there, and then we got uh, Huaren, uh, Chinese there. So it's like a very blended culture over there, and you can taste all kinds of different foods. I think the food there is very, very delicious, and I like the the satay over there. I like the chili crab. It's it's very cool, and it's like it's an artificial city, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in Singapore, everything is man-made and everything is just look luxurious. And if you go to their malls and if you go go to the the um, the airport that they have, the Changi Airport, oh, it's a huge airport. They have such a beautiful the the vortex over there is so beautiful. It was so stunning. And when I was like standing in that airport, I was like, oh man, man, man. <laughs> I was like speechless because it was it was something that I have never seen before. I have been to the airport. It's mm-hmm. huge. Um, you actually touched upon something I think we could teach our listeners. Mm-hmm. So you said there's a blend of people there, some Malays, some Indians, some Chinese influence, and mm-hmm. people's living together. Mm-hmm. Now, as an American, I'm pretty used to this. Multicultural, we talked about them with Eric in episode 14, kind of mm-hmm. melting pots or salad bowl cultures. Mm-hmm. They're heterogeneous, meaning many different cultures. Now, the word that we use more often, though, Winnie, you come from Taiwan, mm-hmm. and this is a very homogenous country. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a Chinese word for homogenous? Like, all the basically all the population is one kind of people. Homogenous, it means just just its population is more dense. Like when we're in Taiwan, it's just kind of like we're more homogenous than the rest of the population. We're kind of like foreigners. We're like, wow, there are foreigners. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, like Japan, like Taiwan, Korea, 
these are all very homogenous countries. Most of the population is that one type of person, like mm-hmm. Han Chinese in Taiwan or Korean in Korea. So these, this was a new experience for me. Mm-hmm. And actually, it sounds really... I'm, I'm going to say something that's like borderline racist right now, because mm-hmm. I feel like I should say this. Um, mm-hmm. As a kid growing up in America, I always felt like kind of like I couldn't identify Asian people. So I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know who's Chinese or Japanese or Korean. Like, I have no idea. Like, to me, it's all... It seems the same. Yeah, it's totally normal. Like, if you're from Asia, you can tell the difference. But mostly for, uh, for Westerners, they would feel like it's pretty much the same. But when I came to Korea... Um, it really blew my mind because I was like, wow, you know, like you could, there's actually oh, there's so much diversity. Like Koreans all start looking really different once you're there. Mm-hmm. You're like, well, I can kind of see why like sometimes people say like white people all look the same because you sort of you just don't see these people enough. Because mm-hmm. when you live in Taiwan, you're like, wow, there's so many different types of looking. Yeah, people. it's the same for Asians. Like white people, they, they do look the same. But, you know, it, it takes it takes a little time and takes a little practice. Um, for now, I can actually tell the difference between like Americans and Europeans and like which countries that you might be from. Oh, I can't tell Europeans unless I hear them speak. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. Now, I don't say this stuff to be racist. What I'm saying is like when you travel and go to different countries, you're going to be more open minded and see that some of the beliefs you had growing up mm-hmm. are not exactly correct. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. All right. So mine was Singapore. How about you? Oh, it's such a hard choice. Um, I guess, you know, I'm going to, I guess we're talking a lot of Asia today. Let me bring it to Europe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like going to Greece was just a dream for me. It mm-hmm. was really amazing um, and just totally different environments. Like when I pictured Greece, I thought it was like this hot. I knew it is really hot, actually, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like deserty. It kind of looks like a desert. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's got a lot of like really small plants and it's really desert like. And it just surprised me. I didn't think it was going to look like that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know. Yeah, but I mean, the water is the bluest blue I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess one thing I guess I'll take away from this, bring it back to culture a little bit, is the island of Santorini. Santorini is really famous worldwide. Have you heard mm-hmm. of this island? Yep. Yeah, so when everyone knows Santorini, it's like a dream island. And mm-hmm. it is insanely beautiful. If you get a chance to go there, you will not be disappointed. However, one thing I learned from this trip was that um, you really have to respect the locals, kind of like your experience in Lanyu. Because mm-hmm. on Santorini, there's actually kind of a fight for water between mm-hmm. the locals and the tourists. Mm-hmm. And sometimes the tourists use too much water. Yep. And so the locals don't get enough or the prices of water skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Now, one really cool thing, though, this might be interesting. I've never seen this, is that the showers in Santorini are salt water. Oh, so when you take a sh- when you take a shower, you're actually like taking a shower in salt water, like the ocean water. What 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 do they do with the waste, like with the water, like after they after must that? have like super strong pipes that can handle the salt, and yeah, the salinity of the water. That is that <laughs> is surprising because seawater they they kind of just destroy everything. Yeah, but I mean, they, I, I think there is some kind of industrial piping they can mm-hmm. use, or they must do that because I swear, I mean, I I literally was like I. I felt the water and I was like, this feels different. And I literally put a little bit in my mouth and I was like, oh, it's salty. This is ocean water. Like, that is cool. So that, that is was really cool. But that, I mean, that's one of the ways I think they deal with the lack of fresh water mm-hmm. is they just kind of like try to make as much of, try to use like regular water use, like cleaning your hands, cleaning your body with for salt drinking. water. Uh, and then basically, yeah, for drinking water, you use fresh water. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, the locals were incredibly friendly. They were really helpful. And I felt a little bit bad, though, because there was just so yeah. many people. It's just it's it's just the same um, feeling that I got when I was in Lanyu. I can tell like the the locals uh, from Lanyu are sort of they, they, 
it feels like they've had enough because um, now we can't travel internationally. I feel like every single Taiwanese is is in Lanyu, and they had like two blackouts within uh, within a week. And then people, a lot of people, I go, um, I see when I when they go there is like they're just there to take pictures and all that, and they don't really respect the local culture enough. So, for example, if you're in Lanyu, you're not supposed to walk around in your bikini, right? You're not supposed to do that. Why is that? Uh, because um, because of the um, their Aboriginal cultures, like that would be a little bit too much for the locals, right? Because they don't do that when they're there. Uh, but if you go to other countries like Lu Dao or other uh, uh, no not not country like other other island or like Penghu, sure you can walk in your bikinis. But to respect the locals, you cannot wear bikini. Or you or if you're if you're male, you got to put put something on. Like don't don't just like go naked and walk around. What about when you're on the beach? When you're on the beach, it's probably fine. But to be honest, uh, when I go there, I don't see a lot of bikinis. I, I see a lot of people just wearing swimsuits. Ah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's a good point. So let's get into a little bit of the trying to be a better traveler section, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something called over-tourism. Mm-hmm. Now, over-tourism is a pretty new term because travel hasn't been around that long. I mean, we've had airplanes for barely more than 100 years, yes. which is crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. But um, over-tourism is kind of when way too many people visit one city or one country, and it actually causes kind of destruction. Pollution. Destruction to pollution, destruction to the natural environment, harm to the local population. Mm-hmm. Um just all kinds of bad effects. Yeah, that is a problem that I've been I've been seeing in Taiwan uh, because I was tr- I was doing a little bit more international travel, uh, but this um, in the past, well, starting from this year, I've been doing a lot of like domestic traveling, and I see garbage everywhere, and I see people just like they don't care. Um, when I was on Puyuma, the train, um, I see people just leaving stuff on their seats and then leaving the train. Even though it's like a man-made environment, I don't I don't feel like I I don't feel like I'm happy seeing this happening because it is still an environment. It is still, you know, a place where there's people. And then tell you a little story when 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 I was um going to Lanyu, I was I was on the I was on I took the plane there and then when the flight attendant was sort of like explaining all the safety regulations that you should know because the first row they have to if something happens if if there's an accident they're gonna have to help with the 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 safety door is that, is that how you call it mm-hmm. yeah so and they were like they're not listening and I could see the flight attendant just like staring at them like yo listen and they're like just talking to each other and playing with each other's hair because it was a couple and I feel like <laughs> this is like very very disrespectful and they're telling you how to be Good safe time. they're telling you the safety regulations and if you don't pay attention and if accidents really happen. What are you going to do? Like, you got so many people on this flight. What are you going to do? And then on Puyoma train, um, there was uh, this lady that spilled her coffee and she didn't say anything. And the coffee just like went (laughs) all the way to the back of the train. And then a lot of people's bags got coffee. Yeah, I guess I have a couple things to say to that. One is that some cultures are actually just dirtier than other ones in terms of like 
sanitation and cleanliness. Like you would never go to Japan, for instance, and throw trash on the ground Mm -hmm. because Japan is like so clean. Like it Mm -hmm. would stand out. Mm -hmm. But then there's places like New York City, which are just dirty and filthy. Mm -hmm. And if you threw something on the ground, it'd probably be like, yeah, it's just another piece of trash on the ground. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think this is like you have to really, I mean, never throw trash on the ground. I'm not saying to do that. Mm -hmm. But pay attention to your surroundings and try to see like what is acceptable to where you are. Try to mm-hmm. see what is acceptable in that local culture and do your research first, you know. Like, for instance, there are some countries, I think, like, you know, speaking of Singapore, like, you're not allowed to chew gum. Yeah, you're not supposed to chew gum there. So if you spit on the ground in Singapore, you could actually get, like, a whipped. fine. <laughs> you're going to get whipped. Or whipped, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, you really had just... Most countries don't have stuff like that. But mm-hmm. um, the point is, you really have to do your research and try to respect these countries and the sort of different customs and the different kind of rules that exist there. Mm-hmm. And make sure you protect the environment, especially with nature. Uh, We got people going up in the mountains and they don't really care. They just like throw the garbage on the ground. Or when they're going in the sea, sometimes people just throw bottles in there. Or when you're choosing your sunscreen, you can choose the ones. Maybe they're a little bit more expensive, but you can choose the ones that are more friendlier to the ocean. Yeah, that stuff actually makes me really, really angry. Um, Mm -hmm. I think we should do a whole episode (laughs) on it because that's how much I care about it. but yeah, I mean, of course, with the natural environment, you really should never be throwing any kind of trash on the ground. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even want to see cigarette butts when I go on the mountain trails. Like, they mm-hmm. shouldn't be there. Um, you should be bringing all your trash out with you. Um, so I, I have very strong feelings about that. But um, even like, you know, I guess going back to over tourism a little bit, when you travel, also, you should think about the peak season and the off season. These mm-hmm. are good vocabulary words if mm-hmm. you're um, good travel words. So peak season is when most people will travel to this country. That's when it's the most popular. So when I went to Greece, I actually did go there in peak season during the summer. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have much of a choice on that. Yeah, 让Winnie老师来替大家解释. Peak season 呢,就是旺季的意思啦。What is the opposite? Off season. Off season的话,就是淡季的意思。yeah, so it's actually a good idea to go to places in the off-season. Mm-hmm. Now, some places, obviously, like a tropical beach destination, you probably mm-hmm. don't want to go there in winter. Mm-hmm. I get that. But um, tr- trying to do this as much as you can will help um, make the place more sustainable because mm-hmm. you don't go there when everyone else is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing you can consider to reduce over-tourism. Mm. Yeah, we, we still want you guys to have fun, but like have fun. And learn how to protect the environment while you do that. Because this time going to Lanyu, they don't have enough infrastructure to take in all these people, all these tourists. And they had two blackouts in just like one day. Oh, and also people were not being careful when they're at Lanyu because they're just like, ah, I'm not afraid of anything. And then there were like three ambulances within a day. <laughs> and then uh, the locals the locals were like, you know, we never have ambulances here. It's all you tourists. Yeah. Um, well, I think this is kind of a problem because um, being able to travel the world and being able to travel the world affordably is a relatively new thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't do this 100 years ago. Very mm-hmm. few people were traveling all around the world. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is so new. And now we've basically given everyone in the middle class, at least, and up the ability to travel around the world with cheap airplane tickets. And mm-hmm. so you have a bunch of people who are not all responsible traveling everywhere, literally Mm -hmm. everywhere. And I mean, that's kind of a problem. So we need to find a way to monitor this and to make everyone be more educated Mm -hmm. and to limit the amount of travelers in certain places. My final tip, because I went to Thailand, when you've been to Thailand, Mm -hmm. um, 
sometimes tourism gets exploited. You know, these countries can be poor mm-hmm. and they want to make a, a lot of their money and a lot of their like revenue comes from tourism. Yeah. Uh, Thailand's a good example. And so Thailand, they're aware that like elephants and some of these exotic animals are really popular with tourists. Mm-hmm. So sometimes these elephants will live their whole lives abused. And mm-hmm. basically as a tourist, you are riding these elephants that have been abused their whole lives and basically continuing the somewhat torture of these animals. Mm-hmm. So I think as a tourist, you have the responsibility to not do this and to give your money to to see elephants that are taken, prop, taken care of properly and mm-hmm. go to nature parks where they treat the elephants and other animals with respect. That's mm-hmm. another example from my own experience. Yes, definitely. I agree with all your tips there. Just go on uh, go on vacations during off-season. Off, off the off-season, yeah. Yep. Uh, do that during off season and uh, make sure that you well I I would say this you know some people they want to ride the elephants they want to see the elephants like I I understand but make sure that these elephants are not being being tre- mistreated yeah well not to get too far into that you're never supposed to ride the elephants it's actually mm-hmm. really bad for them but I did see elephants yeah I hung out with elephants for a whole day I fed them bananas and did all that stuff and mm-hmm. they're, they're really they eat a lot they, they eat all day like because literally huge all day. <laughs> <laughs> I it, like elephants it is amazing just to be around such a giant animal mm-hmm. it's actually really funny because they're trunks we call that the trunk mm-hmm. that, that big long kind of nose thing that's on the beats <laughs> <laughs> okay so they're trunk and if you have food they'll literally like hit you with their trunk and go around your <laughs> Body. They try to find any way to get to the food. It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's it's okay to go. Um, it's just kind of like the safari in um, Africa, right? You you drive. You're basically basically you're the one that's being encaged instead of the animals. I feel like that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of feelings on this. I just think all of this stuff comes down to being educated, mm-hmm. like doing your research. And just treating everything with respect, like whether that's an animal, an environment, a city, a person, like don't do stuff in other countries that you wouldn't do at home. Like that's Mm -hmm. a good tip. And don't be a drunken buffoon. Get drunk. I've been drunk in a lot of different countries, to be totally honest, but Mm -hmm. I've never done anything crazy. Crazy. Like I've never destroyed anything or gotten myself in trouble with the law. Mm -hmm. I drink, have fun, and then go to sleep. Yes. (laughs) Go to sleep. Do not create any trouble. Like how I got absolutely crazy drunk and then still managed to get on a plane and come back to Taiwan. Yeah, that's a good experience. All right, so that's pretty much all the time we have for today. But next episode, we have a very special episode. Yeah, my friend Alex will be talking about a lot of outdoor stuff, especially in regards to Taiwan, as well as photography. Um, He's a really amazing person, really optimistic, positive, a lot of amazing experience. So I'm actually really happy to have him on the podcast. We've mm-hmm. already recorded the episode and Winnie's editing it now. So we're really excited to bring that one to you next week. But to leave things off, Winnie, what's the next country you want to visit? The next country I want to visit if is... no money was an obstacle, you go anywhere you want. Oh, this is hard. <laughs> <laughs> Probably Iceland. Iceland, that's actually one of the most popular countries mm-hmm. in the last 10 years. The hot springs and the, the aurora. That'll be cool. For me, I'm going to go with um, Nepal. Oh. I really want to see cool. the Himalaya Mountains. Up oh, close. yeah. That would be cool. <laughs> like, I was originally going to say, like, Vietnam, but then you were like, money's not a problem. Then I'm, I'm definitely going to go to Iceland. Yeah, Iceland does look stunning. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope maybe we've inspired you guys to become um, a more better responsible. travelers. Not, you, guys, you guys are already very responsible if you're our listeners, I'm sure. But hopefully you've learned something from the episode and can inform other people on how to become better travelers. Mm-hmm. Well, if they need some extra tips from us, just give them the episode. Share, share this episode with them. 
That'll be cool. All right. See you next time, guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Ride the Vibes. We're glad you enjoyed the episode. We want to take our show around the world to reach new listeners. It would be totally awesome if you would like, share, and subscribe. You can now find us on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Wherever you are, we'll be there waiting. We're also now on Instagram. Find us at rtvibesvt. And definitely get in contact with us if there's anything you want us to talk about in the future. See you next time, and once again, thanks for listening.